0: It's great to be in the SEC. Thank you for listening to the SEC Recap Podcast. I am your host, Ben Warren. This is our Alabama at LSU Game of the Week preview, our SEC West Showdown. If you want to follow along with the article that's got the nice graphics and all the stats that I'm going to cover, that link will be in this description. You can also go to secrecap.com and get all of our content, and I mean all of it. Give us a follow on Twitter at SEC Recap. You can catch us anywhere you prefer to chug your podcast. You can also catch us on YouTube. Sub to the channel. Smash that like, that thumbs up button. Man, let's get into it. Number six, Alabama Crimson Tide rolling into Baton Rouge to face the number 10 LSU Tigers in a potential SEC West title game. The game kicks off at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Now remember, LSU, Alabama, and Ole Miss are in a three-way tie for first in the SEC West. If LSU defeats Alabama this weekend, they will potentially claim the SEC West title as they have previously defeated Ole Miss. If Alabama wins, they will still have to defeat Ole Miss to stamp their ticket to the SEC championship game in Atlanta because Alabama has the one loss to their cross-division rival, Tennessee. Both Alabama and LSU are coming off of bye weeks and look to be in really good form heading into this matchup. Alabama is rolling in with the number four offense in the country in terms of scoring offense. They average 43.1 points per game, 485 yards a game, seven yards a play, They're putting up 69 plays a game. Nice. An average about 30 minutes in time of possession. The Tide are running about 2.3 plays per minute. In the passing game, they're putting up 274 yards. They have 23 total touchdowns on the season. And in the run game, they're getting around 210 per game. They've got 17 rushing touchdowns on the year. Tide does have five interceptions and they've lost five out of 18 fumbles. Kind of a weird statistic there. Good that they've only lost five. Really bad that they've had 18 fumbles. LSU comes in with the number 28th ranked scoring offense in the country. Tigers are averaging 35.1 points per game, 450 yards per game, 6.2 yards per play, running 73 plays a game they are also running an average of 2.3 plays per minute. In the passing game, Tigers are going for 266 through the air. On average, they have 13 passing touchdowns on the season. And in the run game, they're gaining 183 yards a game. They've got 23 rushing touchdowns on the season. They've got three interceptions, and they've lost seven out of nine fumble. So advantage here offensively, I'm going to lean Alabama. I think there's, while there's a lot of similarities in, and a lot of balance between the run and the pass for both of these teams, uh, there's a big gap in my opinion between the number four and number 28 offense in the country in terms of efficiency. So I'll lean Alabama there. On the defensive side, Alabama also comes in with the number seven scoring defense. So a very, very good, almost elite defense. They're averaging 16.6 points allowed and giving up 295 yards a game. Their passing defense is only allowing 200 yards. They've only given up eight touchdowns through the air and their run defense is holding opponents to 93 yards per game, only giving up seven touchdowns on the season. That defense has collected three INTs and recovered five fumbles. LSU, meanwhile, has the number 27th ranked scoring defense. So very respectable there again for LSU, giving up 21.1 points on average and allowing 346 yards a game. Through the air, they're allowing 204 yards. So very, very similar to Alabama. And they have also only given up eight total touchdowns through the air in their run game. This is where you see the biggest difference. They're allowing 142 yards a game on the ground, much easier to run on the LSU defense. And they've given up 11 touchdowns to the run game. They have got five interceptions. They've recovered eight fumbles. uh, So a defense that can force some turnovers and take advantage of those turnovers. But overall here, defensively, I'm giving the advantage to Alabama. Some key injuries for the Tide. Uh, Jaheim Otis, defensive tackle, he's questionable. And DJ Dale, also defensive tackle, he is questionable for this game. For LSU, some good news here, major burns, safety. You might remember week one, he had that really brutal looking neck injury. It kept him out for six to eight weeks. He's been back, he's practicing, and we have been told he will suit up and be able to play this weekend. So he is probable. Really good news for there, and LSU can really use that kind of uh, seniority and expertise and leadership on the defensive side of the ball. Garrett Dellinger, offensive line, he's questionable with the knee injury. And Jack Beck, wide receiver, he's had some back issues. He will be dressed and probable for this game for the Tigers. So key players, not gonna shock anybody here. For Alabama, it's gonna be Bryce Young. Bryce Young could have another Heisman performance in a big game. He's a phenom. Anytime he touches the ball, he's a threat. Jameer Gibbs as well. I mean, is there a more dynamic running back in space than Jameer Gibbs? You'd be hard-pressed to find one, especially in the SEC. For LSU, no doubt, quarterback Jaden Daniels, his play has improved throughout the season. He's always been a run threat. He's kind of a run-first quarterback. And he remains one of the top rushers in the SEC. But with the way LSU has recently opened up their pass game, Jaden Daniels now has more ways to attack defenses. So what this comes down to for LSU, they really need to run the ball well. And that's gonna start with Jaden Daniels. If he can pick up yards on the edges, move the chains, I think LSU can string together some drives and keep Bryce Young off the field. When you're talking about a Bryce Young, you want Bryce Young on the field as little as possible. The way you do that is by playing defense with your offense. You have to play a little bit of keep away. Jaden Daniels is dynamic enough. He's uh, very, very quick, very, very talented with the ball in his hands as a rusher. If he can help them in that aspect, move the chains, it can keep Bryce Young on the sideline. On the flip side of that coin, Alabama needs to keep Jaden Daniels in check. The hard part about that will be that he's now putting the ball through the air really, really well, and he's not turning it over. He's on, he's completing about 60, no, 70% of his passes, um, and he's he's averaging 7.7 on his passes through the air. On the ground, he's got over 500 yards in the season, uh, and he's picking up about 4.5, 4.6 uh, on the ground, when they get down there near the goal line, he's got the most rushing touchdowns. So Alabama is really going to have to contain and keep an eye on Jaden Daniels. LSU is going to need to slow down Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs in space will probably run roughshod over LSU's defense. The guy has 672 yards on the year rushing, but he's averaging six nine again nice but they can also use him as a receiver he's got 31 receptions for 300 yards averaging 9.7 a catch and he's got three touchdowns through the air so keep an eye on jameer gibbs keep him contained and lsu can make this a ball game espn's fbi has bama favored at a 76.4% chance to win versus LSU at a 23.6% chance to win. So a lot of odds favoring Alabama here. The spread favors them at minus 13 and a half, as does the money line at 550. the over under 56 and a half, you know, the team totals for Alabama are 35 and LSU at 22. I mean, that's really, really close. 56 and a half, I think Alabama's probably gonna make up the bulk of that. But man, I think Alabama can get into the 30s without a lot of trouble. My biggest question is can LSU keep up? If if Alabama gets to like 35, 37, 38, and LSU starts pushing the mid 20s, I can easily see this game going over. So I'm gonna lean toward the over on 56 and a half. Okay, I've given you a lot of numbers, a lot of names, a lot of stats. I've gotta give you my final prediction. LSU has been trending up ever since suffering that blowout loss at home to number one, Tennessee. I think Jaden Daniels is playing his best football of the season right now and the rest of that offense has rallied in the second half of this year. Unfortunately, I just don't see how LSU gets past Alabama in a game with this amount of significance for the SEC West. 7-1 and one Alabama needs to put a stamp on every game they play following that loss to Tennessee, and I expect them to do that against LSU. So I'm picking Alabama 38, LSU 24, And I realize that I don't have LSU covering here. That is not out of a lack of respect for LSU and this LSU offense. I don't think LSU is going to really be able to slow or stop Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs or keep up with them point for point. So I have Alabama covering that 13 and a half point spread with a two touchdown victory over LSU on the road. I still think LSU is a really good team. I just think that in year one of Brian Kelly, despite how good they're playing, this is a really tough matchup, and this is the kind of game that Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide love to put their mark on. The rest of my week 10 predictions. We have Kentucky at Missouri. You know, tight turnaround for Kentucky following a blowout loss at Tennessee. Missouri, meanwhile, coming off that victory on the road against South Carolina, who was top 25 South Carolina at the time. Give me Kentucky, though, 24 to 20 in a game that probably nobody really wants to watch and none of the players want to play in. Then we have Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M finally showed some offense last week. Uh, There's a part of me that still wants to see that Texas A&M dumpster fire burn bright and hot, but I think this one could actually be close. You know, Florida, we kind of know what we're getting out of Florida. They have a ton of struggles. I don't know that they're really going to be able to stop the A&M offense that we saw last weekend if that same offense shows back up. So, I like a close one, somewhere in the high 20s to very low 30s, like a 30 27. And I actually think the Aggies could win this one. Then the 230 game on CBS is Tennessee, Georgia. If you haven't heard it already, you need to stop right now and go check out my Tennessee at Georgia Game of the Week preview. That's going to have my full breakdown. Uh, I've also got the article with all the stats to go along with that. So go check that one out. It's awesome. Then we have Liberty at Arkansas. Not a game most SEC teams want to be playing toward the end of their season, but give me the Hogs by 10 or so, 37-27 sounds pretty good to me. And then Auburn at Mississippi State, poor Auburn. They've been through a lot this week. I know it's not the not those players fault, but I think this is going to end up as Mississippi State's game to lose. I don't I don't really have a final score for this one yet, but give me the Bulldogs by two scores or two touchdowns. And the final game of the night, South Carolina and Vanderbilt in the Who Cares Bowl. You got two of the worst teams in the SEC uh you know, in a primetime game where most people are going to be watching Alabama at LSU anyway. The score doesn't matter. Nothing in this game really matters. It's inconsequential to any way the SEC shakes out. Like I said, everybody's going to be watching Bama LSU anyway. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Check out my other game of the week, Tennessee at Georgia. Give us a follow on Twitter at SEC Recap. And if you love merch particularly sec merch check out my store bonfire.com slash store slash sec recap we've got really cool sec pride merch for each team in the sec really really awesome stuff it helps me out it helps the show out if you're listening to the podcast in audio form Please go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and review. It helps us grow the show. And if you're listening on YouTube, help us get to 100. I want to get to 100 subs. Uh, Smash that thumbs up. Like, sub to the channel. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Have an awesome weekend. It's the best weekend of college football this season. It's great to be in the SEC right here on the SEC Recap.